You're listening to episode 20 of Wine and Cheese, a podcast about whiny records and cheesy movies. I'm Joey. I'm Mike. I'm a shithead. <laughs> and that's Tyler. And we just royally screwed up. If you're listening to this now, if you're oh, one of shit. the three people that were just listening to this on our uh, Instagram live stream, we had to redo all like these first two and a half minutes because uh, oh, Mike wasn't recording. I, we were talking I, to I, microphones I, with no reason. I was recording, but not on my computer. Oh. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's um, fine. Anyways, this week we're doing uh, the June 10th, 1997 release from Jade Tree, Lifetime's Jersey's Best Dancers. Along with the year 2000's American romantic musical comedy drama film based on the actual Coyote Ugly Saloon, Coyote Ugly. Believe it or not, one of those is good, one is bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll find out which. And uh, as, as I was listening to the theme song there, uh, it just reminded me that, Tyler, you had, you had written that for our, our little dumb podcast. Yeah, well, Mike uh, co-wrote. He did uh, actually more of the recording stuff than I did, but I, I had it when I came on as a guest for episode nine, and I definitely just overstepped my boundaries, and I was like, <laughs> hey, do you guys want a theme song? And of course they're nice, so they're like, "Yeah, let's check it out." So I was Why like, "Here, here's something just, I wrote." We just threw something together real quick. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. I it's think fun. it fits really well. Yeah, I was jo- there for the recording process. Yeah. <laughs> very quick. <It> was, <laughs> we're like Ten trying. Minutes. We're trying to hit the points we hit last time. It just it feels like we're just <laughs> rushing through. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, we've got through it all now. That's are true. You, do you want to check and see if we're recording again? We are in fact <laughs> recording. So long story short, the theme song is an original. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't steal but. it. Don't add us. <laughs> what have you guys been I listening mean, to? Add us if you want to. No, yeah, you should probably add us. Um, <laughs> if you want, yeah, you could definitely add us. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm used to being really defensive about things. <laughs> what uh, What have you been listening to, Tyler? Uh, uh, American Football just released their third <laughs> single from their upcoming release in March, which will probably be out by the time this airs. And there's a guest vocalist on that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Elizabeth. It's my line. <laughs> I forget her last name, but she's the lead singer of Land of Talk, and she's amazing. The the uh, The... So as far as the three releases go, I think this is third in line for quality, but it's still a really, really good song. And it comes out in March, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think I said that. <laughs> all right. Now we're at the point where well, this is the jumping off point. This is all new content. I <laughs> all promise. New content. This is where Mike would have said, oh, this isn't recording. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, what have you been listening to? Um, do you guys know that band from England, Yuck? Yeah, yeah, they're really awesome. Do they have new stuff? They don't have new stuff. Oh, cool. I've just been going back <laughs> okay. What are they? Yeah. What's the What's the genre? Kind of like Dino Junior, in I guess in a way, okay. but a little less jammy. Sort of. Yeah, I feel like they're just like a their first album's like indie rock, and then from there they get a little more like I feel like they're Pitchfork like darlings. It gets a little like cleaner okay. as it goes along because the the lead singer and lead I love guitarist that. leaves that first one's great. I love that first record, man. Oh, yeah, and I the third one is really good too. Strange Stranger Things, I think it's called. Uh, maybe, yeah. There's Glow and Behold, Stranger Things, and something else. Self-titled? But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is self-titled. You're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that band's really awesome. And then I found this band. They're a surf band. Uh, they were touted as, uh, along with the Trashmen, the premier landlocked Midwestern surf group of the 60s. They're called the Astronauts. Did you say touted? You remember that app, Tout? It was supposed to be like a social media thing. No. You don't remember this? No. Never mind. No, WWE saying, was really trying was to push it, like, it for a while. Like, like, oh, just tout out your this content. And uh, like, it was like a, it was like a in between MySpace, Facebook thing. I feel like whoa, that was that so was, was like old. you just like just media sharing and like yeah. stuff like that. It Damn. just never caught on. That's cool. It was more video huh. based, I guess. 
Okay. Yeah, well, who knows? Spec the app Tout if it's still around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna download it right now. <laughs> um, I also Tout. I think you'd appreciate this. I'll I'll cut it off after this. But um, I went down like a, a little bit of a, a nostalgia hole of uh, like Bear vs Shark. Number twelve looks like you. Follow Hell Troy. Yeah. Heavy heavy low low. Fear before. And then Whoa. there were bands that you'd introduced me to called Pen Knife Love Life and the Tony Danza Tap Dance Extravaganza. I saw Tony Danza yeah. once. <laughs> like the band. I saw, college they played Delaware those. once. <laughs> It's funny. Uh, yeah, I've seen him twice. I think. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> there was um, he, Tony Danza was on a morning talk show, and they brought that up. They're like, "Hey, you know, there's a band that but, is named after you, and they played a song oh on a morning God. talk show, and the whole audience was just like, Ugh. What is this? What was his reaction? He's like sick, my fave. He was just saving face. He's like, yeah. oh, cool. But yeah. clearly did not like the music <laughs> at all. I was eating a, a fancy meal in New York one time at a, a like an outdoor seating spot, and Tony Danza walked by in the most Tony Danza like moment of all time. He was like pounding his chest and like talking to a friend and like uh, like gesturing wildly <laughs> and like yelling. I was like, yeah, that, that checks. That, that makes, makes sense. sense. <laughs> I like it when he plays. Uh, is it? Does he play Abby's dad on Broad oh, City? Yeah, when yeah, back to yeah. Episode, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. That's cool. What about you, Joey? What's up? Uh, what's uh, up with you? How uh, have you uh, been? <laughs> I've been good, but I've also been listening to uh, <laughs> listening to a lot of the Weaker Thans and John K. Sampson. Oh, He's cool. playing a oh, show man. here soon with Kevdev. It might have happened by now. No, I think it's in April, so this episode might be out before that. I think it's in May, May ninth. Might be in May. Um, yeah, I think you're right, and uh, just great winter music. Yeah. all around especially his solo stuff is great mm-hmm. um and then i was listening to yesterday i was listening to the new lp by this band called fried egg um they played damage city a couple years ago and they had an ep out of time which was okay but the lp is pretty good I like cool. it a lot. what kind of music are we talking here just like punk stompy punky right. stuff cool. it's cool yeah a ba- like you'd think a band called fried egg would sound like actually that could yeah. be anything <laughs> yeah what they could oh, sound like tony dance <laughs> tap dance extravaganza for all i know i was thinking ska band at first actually that makes sense too i'm also kind of thinking of like um damn i can't think of their name melt banana melt banana oh fried yeah egg, like melt banana. super it's like, like wild <laughs> yeah did they ever make it into your when you were listening to freaky drumming bands I got the melt banana make make it in there. <laughs> I, I, I knew them a little bit. So yeah, I had a little bit of a yeah. Yeah, they're more like the I locust, I guess. Melt banana is. <laughs> it's true. Um, I'd also like to just take this moment to shout out. I look at Spotify and just see like what my friends are listening to all the time. And Nick Romano, <laughs> you have great taste in music. I don't know if you listen. You probably don't, but you've been listening to very good music lately. And just wanted to make sure that was known. Yeah, there Nick, you go. Nick has good taste. He really does. And um, Mike likes to send me screenshots of what I'm listening to when he finds me listening to something weird. It is fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, for example, right now, you, it has you listening to Tiara Wack from the album Jersey's Best Dancers, which we're about to discuss. <laughs> the cue is all messed up, dude. It's <laughs> the cue's uh, fault. Do you ever look at mine and you're just always like, why does he keep listening to his top plate of 2018? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I see yours. Maybe we're not like Spotify friends or mine's something. Mine's not public. I, uh, mine's not connected oh, to Facebook at all. It's just literally why. I have a serial number for mine. Oh. So Great podcast. I don't think you can see it. True. Um, all right. So let's just dive in. Is Lifetime an emo band? Uh, is this band emo.com? It says Lifetime is an emo band. All the best, dan- or no, also the best dancers in New Jersey. Lifetime is also <laughs> hardcore and punk. Um, so they are emo, they say. Guess, they are emo. I guess okay. that makes sense. I mean, the the Fueled by Ramen record is definitely more emo than yeah. anything else they did. So according to a noisy article from like, I think it was like two years ago, it's about Jersey's Best Dancers. And it says, with Jersey's Best Dancers, Lifetime accidentally injected pop punk and hardcore into emo. So it's like, it kind of backs that up. It's, you know, it's okay. merging would, those worlds. 
I would even say that they injected emo into that stuff because yeah. they were certainly more hardcore before this album. For sure. Like yeah, Hello Bastards what, uh, is uh, more hardcore. Yeah, and even the hardcore preceded everything else. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think of them as like a melodic hardcore band. Well, and I was going to say that. I This is like, so... Are they a first wave? No. We're we talking uh, in terms of emo? They yeah. probably fall more in the second, I guess, if anything. But so they're like an outlier because like they weren't that Midwest kind of style. Yeah. Well, this is 97. So yeah, I mean, it almost the same time. Like, it fits with like Promise Ring or Cap and Jazz a little more time wise, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's not the exact style. It doesn't. Yeah, have well, and both those bands are like Jade Tree bands too. Makes sense, right? Is yeah. Cap yeah. Jazz a Jade Tree band? I think so. Yeah, I think they were. I think they put out the collection, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But uh, what was I gonna say? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I was gonna. I, I feel like they would relate more closely to First Wave, but time wise, they were. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, like the those waves or whatever you want to call them, are the blurred because you yeah, can't, you can't specifically say like here's a stop date, here's a start date. Oh, yeah. I was gonna touch on the melodic hardcore thing. So like, I don't remember if you guys remember at the time that like a lot of bands like Modern Life Is War and those bands were being called melodic hardcore when that like whole thing started that's and like a, the carrier and stuff that's different though. and that like <laughs> used to piss me off back then now i don't really care but that used to piss me off then because when i think of melodic hardcore lifetime is the band that's yeah so for, for, like, me, for me and like gonna, even movie life and stuff i consider melodic hardcore this might be contentious that's but for me melodic me. hardcore i think immediately of shy halud I feel like they're yeah, they're the see they kind of like, like a metalcore more. I think they're the they're traditional sense of metalcore before metalcore became like a curse word, you know. Before yeah. like, I don't know, I, I can't even think of a good example like well, Avenged Sevenfold. Or yeah, shit. there was that era where everyone was just doing um, palm mute patterns, and that became and like core. really yeah. wordy lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> Should we call it technical hardcore? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean that's probably <laughs> yeah, that's probably better. Honestly, that's yeah. more descriptive. Yeah, I yeah. think this is more like melodic because yeah. I think of this more sing alongy. Right, yeah. than that stuff, you know. And but this is a lot he, more just like fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you mentioned like Hollow Bastards. That's got like Danerism, Jim is neutral territory. It's got like, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Rodeo Clown, I think. Yeah, yeah, and, and and that to me is like what I prefer in Jawbreaker a little more. Or sorry, not Jawbreaker in Lifetime. 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 Yeah, um, but yeah, that's that, that's like I, what I think yeah. of when I think of Lifetime. I go back and forth on all their well between this and Hello Bastards, I guess. Like background, I I ha- admittedly haven't listened to a ton. But I do like it. Yeah. Um, and it only really, within the last year, I only got into that last one, the the self-titled one. Yeah. And that one's got some really good songs yeah, on really, it, man. I didn't do that one too much. Uh, it was, what, 2007? Yeah. So I, I didn't. Got, I never really, I hardly listened to it when it came out. Yeah, I did that in high school a little bit. but I, I would I, go back and revisit it. Yeah. It's got some good shit I would on check it out again. I honestly didn't know Lifetime very well in high school, but I knew Saves the Day and got into them through that. So like that makes I sense because that first saves the day record is basically can't, a lifetime record. Can't slow down is just like ripping off these songs. Did they yeah. tour, did they tour together? Mm, saves the day played their last show I think, but I don't think they ever toured together. Saves the day was like kind of just coming up as uh, lifetime was like coming down. Okay, yeah. Okay, um. Weird. But the first friend I made at college was because some kid at orientation was wearing a lifetime hoodie, and I was like, just found them. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let me see. Oh, you saw them, what, like when they just played? I saw them a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they did that last stretch of little reunion shows in Jersey. and In Asbury and stuff. They were great, man. They opened with uh, Boys No Good. That's so, that sounds great. I feel like I might have said this in one of the, like a previous episode. It's funny that we're like, we're hitting an era now where like, you could even call it like a fifth wave where all these old bands are just coming back again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Doing reunion tours or writing new material or both. Yeah. Yeah. Or doing the album tours or something like that. Yeah. 
uh, just to pat myself on the back a little bit. It wasn't because of me, but Dan, Dr. Dan Yeaman was at the show that I played last weekend, so that was kind of cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. I met him one time. Uh, I was at Tired Hands to get a beer right after they'd opened like six or seven years ago, and he was just sitting next to me where I was like, oh, excuse me, are you... Like, are you Mr. Dan Yeman? Dan Yeman, are you Doctor Dan? <laughs> uh, and he was really nice. He was just yeah. taking notes. Yeah, he's a cool. chill dude. He's a very good dude. Um, what's your favorite Dan Yeman band? I'm definitely a Painted Black guy, but really, Kid Dynamite's tight too. I think mine's Kid Dynamite. Yeah, uh, I don't have much experience with either, but Mike uh, definitely had me into Painted Black for a bit. And, like, and Painted Black is a very close college, second yeah. for me. I think. Yeah, I never like had like a like a straight up hardcore like phase like that or like yeah yeah you call it, but uh. Through extension with Mike, that Kyle got him some of that. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> Jersey's best dancers. We bring this list up a lot, but it's it's a list called 36 <laughs> pop punk albums you need to hear before you fucking die. Number eight. Uh, this is number eight. <laughs> That's pretty good. Pretty good. Is that the, again like the pop punk? Is it? I said, I don't know. I, this blurs all are, those lines. It's this so is blurred. Yeah. This is like. Yeah, this is what would be the intersection for all of those things. It's it really like, would. It like bridges the gap like that noisy article said. It really just it would, like bridges it the would gap. It would be the turnpike gates. Oh, dude. shit. Spe- oh, yeah. Let's oh, play fuck song. off. Play song. <laughs> Should I play turnpike gates? Yeah, yeah, play turnpike gates. Let me find it real quick. I got to... Should have had it queued up. I suck. In order for you to play with this uh, the radio intro. Yeah. Great opening track. When they played this, oh, people yeah. popped off too. This is probably their most known song. Really? I think so. I was just. I think um, I, maybe sorry. it was just me, but bringing it backwards is when I heard more often. Oh, really? Yeah. I I associate like for me their their song. Not necessarily my favorite is Twenty Five Cent Giraffes, mm-hmm. but I think Turnpike is probably the most famous. I'll kind of I'll kind of hold my comments because most of the stuff that I like is off Hello Bastards, like the stuff that I would think of them and like, oh, this is like this isn't their best song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I definitely like this album. It's really good. Yeah. Do you think his voice is why the lines get blurred? Because like, regardless of the music, he has this mid level where he's like sort of growly, like hardcore. Yeah. But also kind of singing. Where yeah. You get into it and have fun. And sing I along. think so. I mean, I think that's probably where a lot of people associate the pop punk side with. With them, with them too, you know. Yeah. Certainly, the lyrics too are very like emo pop punk. Yeah, yeah, and they can they're like catchy at times and stuff like that. Drums are always like a nice upbeat, quick. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, yes. Yes (laughs) Uh, The answer is yes. Whatever I said, yes to me. (laughs) Oh, actually, okay, I'm gonna put on 25 Century Ass for a second. Um, One, two, three, four. Great Ramones intro. True, and then this sounds like <laughs> this sounds like Jawbreaker or Rancid right now. Yeah, <laughs> Joey singing along. But then, hold up, let me jump to 142 real quick. This like breakdown. Yeah, this is why I think of them as like a melodic hardcore kind of thing because this is like the yeah the double time breakdown. Yeah, yeah. The, the double time especially that was a, a big thing with a lot of the, like, yeah. that genre. So even like right sitting here, obviously you can't see it. But you can't help but just like move your upper body along with that beat. Yeah. I would I would have loved to have seen when they got back together. It's probably so fun. <laughs> Show was a lot of fun. They played with Cold World for some reason. For some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Cold World did that whole probably weekend, Danny right? Is the reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a great length. It's a great length. What what you got? Twenty-three minutes. That's it's like it. twenty-three and change. That's I it. Think. 
Most albums under 25 minutes are really good, honestly. Like, That's like, yeah. it feels longer? There was that whole punk era where uh, everyone tried to keep songs at two minutes or under. Yeah. I can respect that. I think, I feel like, was it Ian MacKay that literally went on an inter- interview saying, I don't think a song should ever be more than two minutes long? It might have been I him. Kinda, I kind of get it. <laughs> It's like it's the what's the the well, classic. He definitely believes in that because he did that. <laughs> yeah, but then Fugazi had some longer ones. Yeah, that's true. They got a little jammy at, at parts. Yeah. But um, I, what's the the typical pop song used to be like? Radios wanted them to be two and a half minutes, right, or like three minutes. That's like if you um, if you ever listen to Wesley Willis, of course, all of his songs are the same length because he heard that he heard like the best pop song is like or the best rock and roll song or whatever is two and a half minutes. So all of his Jeez. songs are the same length i would argue that he uses the same like okay and they so talk about it in the documentary about him too it's four measures of an intro four of a verse mm-hmm. four of a chorus four they just follow the exact they have the same formula same every time like. and it's great and, and it's always like the same beat it's like it's like a, a judd apatow film like you know exactly <laughs> what the formula is going to be going yeah, yeah. It. it's a judd apatow movie if he just used the pre-programmed stuff on his cameras instead of his keyboards because <laughs> i feel like wesley willis yeah. just hits play on judd the apatow the wesley willis of film you heard some, it here. Some may heard say. it here first. <laughs> you Joey come here for the everybody. you come here for the facts. <laughs> uh, I love the Dead Boys reference on Young Loud and Scotty instead of Young Loud and Snotty. Yeah, it's a good shout out. Um, what else? I like the song How We Are. Oh yeah, that song's sick. And the song Cut the Tension is good too. Cut the Tension's a good one. Um, bringing it backwards, Tyler. You mentioned that one. I feel like that one has almost more of like a. That's definitely my favorite on the album. That's got like a Kid Dynamite or Paint It Black feel to it. Honestly, it's kind of mm-hmm. festival. Play it. Yeah, bringing it backwards real quick. Um, it's like a punk song, you know. That's the, the intro was always what hooked me right away. Just, yeah, this it, it this one definitely so sounds hard. like the other bands. Yeah, I just uh, so I went through like a really big like metal phase, especially like in teenage. And this one's more pretty riffy. Yeah, yeah, but like that's the thing. Like I loved it because it was it hit hard, but then there was like interesting things they were doing with the guitars. Don't they have like a cool mashi part near the end? Uh, let's see. I'll bring it back in. Oh fuck yeah. yeah! Yeah, this is when everyone like breaks apart and starts swinging their arms in the. This pit. is like the one lifetime song you can mosh hard. Yeah, do. right. <laughs> wall of death, go! Can you imagine a lifetime wall of death? <laughs> I couldn't. It, it seems terrible. <laughs> but yeah, they do a lot of that kind of like syncopated pauses and stops and palm muting and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, like, it's yeah. It definitely fits emo. It definitely fits pop punk. It definitely fits hardcore melodic yeah, it's, it's like it's got elements of everything that's the yeah. thing like they are like a perfect middle ground if you're looking to branch out into any of the other genres yeah and at the same time you can like this and not like any of those others i yeah, feel like too that's true you know what i mean yeah yeah that's this just factual one. yeah yeah it could be your, your guilty pleasure <laughs> is that factual yeah, yeah. <laughs> um there's some songs toward the end of the album that start to feel like saves the day rip them off exactly uh, like the whoa parts and stuff like that and like some of like they bring it back actually the truth about lars is like they choke and then bring it back at the very end. Let me see. See what the hell I'm talking about. See what the hell you're talking Are about. Are you saying Saves the Day got influenced by them? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I, I couldn't. I didn't, they, they admit it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't hear properly. I didn't know if you said it was the other way. Uh, no. So Saves the Day, it like admits full on that they just ripped off Jawbreaker. Or fuck, I keep saying Jawbreaker. Lifetime. <laughs> I mean, every time I write a song, it's based on a tuning that Mike Kinsella previously made. So, 
Should we just do a saves the day episode? Honestly, can we do? Can we do a full saves the day episode? We can do another. Yeah, saves but you have to do a shirtless. We've, so we, we've done one. You have yeah. to do a shirtless so we can see your tattoo the whole time. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I see. We'll I go live for that. For me, I think <laughs> oh, yeah. the bug sessions two and three are where they started to fall. Okay. All right, back to <laughs> lifetime. Uh, <laughs> they were salvageable, but I think that that it's the the missteps afterwards were just <laughs> <laughs> and stop. Um, I don't want to play any more songs because I feel like we need to save one for the transition. We can do that. Um, cool. Yeah. Jade Tree Records, Pride of Delaware, right there. <laughs> Put out a lot of stuff that was like pretty formative for me. Yeah, Especially oh. like Kid Dynamite and this. Like, uh, what, what else we got? We got Promise Ring, oh, one of my yeah. all-time favorite bands. Um, Great stuff. A, our guest next week uh, wants to do Promise Ring for his next time he comes back. Well, there you go. He wants to do nothing we'll feels save, good. We'll save that. And I would love to do um, that. I mean, they did Jets to Brazil. They did Jets to Brazil was solid. I love Jets to Brazil. Who, that um, was previous members of Jawbreaker. Yeah, it's Blake. Blake. Yeah, yeah. And, and then uh, wasn't it like someone from Sunny Day or so, someone from Texas? And the reason was in it. I think so too. Yeah, because yeah, Sunny Day Real Estate went to Brazil, not just to Brazil. <laughs> and if you're, <laughs> if you're not into any of this music, it's going to get really confusing, and you're going to stop. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, they did Painted Black, of course. They've done, you know, uh, These Arms Are Snakes. That band was cool. Oh, that band was the, awesome. There, yeah, were, they were strange, right? Um, yeah, they were strange. Yeah, they, they were was like neat. Were they, they were also on Suicide Squeeze. Uh, I, I think like they might have done something on there because they were affiliated with like Minus the Bear having all those botch, members being in Botch and cave stuff. Cave in, all that stuff. Ooh, um, botch. I would talk about Botch for the next half hour if we could. <laughs> we could do a Botch episode. <laughs> they did, uh, that band Denali was kind of cool. Like the uh, car? Yeah. <laughs> they did Owls. Kept oh, yeah. Jazz, of course. Right. That Owls first record is untouchable. Tons oh, of stuff, God. man. Yeah. That might be one of the only Kinsella releases to not be on Polyvinyl. Probably. Uh, yeah. But does it count it if it's a count. collection? Oh, maybe not. Damn, I, I can't know. tell if they did anything earlier, but it's fair. Either way, a lot of good. Yeah. Avail. Yeah, that's another a cool band. Really good lineup they had there. Yeah, yeah. not bad, not bad. Are they still like doing stuff? Yeah, I think they're still pretty active. Once in a, no, they're not that active. They might put out like one record every couple years. Did they want the drive-through route. The last thing they did I just was keep of Saddle Creek. Damn. The last like record record they did was the Dogs on Acid LP. Oh, maybe that's what I was thinking of. That was okay. four years ago too. Yeah, it's like been a little years. while. They went the and way they of drive like through records. Brainerd and like, uh, yeah, dark. That band Dark Blues put out some stuff on there. Club oh, Dagger. That's Andy Nelson's band. Yeah, with the guy from uh, Puerto Rico Flowers. I don't know that band. Hmm. Cool. All right, let's talk about Lifetime. Yeah, we'll talk oh, about true. Lifetime yeah. some more. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. <laughs> hey, this is a podcast about Lifetime, and we'll talk about every other band besides them. Would you say Lifetime is wine or cheese? Mm. <laughs> they're not very cheese, I don't think. I call them a cracker. <laughs> they're crackers. Okay, they're the they're again, they're the bridging the gap between the wine and the cheese. Yes, exactly. uh, yes, there we go. They really are. Like that's like I never had a lot uh experience going into the hardcore scene, but like they were the one that kind of led me in a little bit. That makes sense. Yeah, they're yeah. a pellet a pellet cleanser. They were just fun. Like uh, when I got my license and I would drive around in high school, like I would throw them on with my windows down in the summer. Dude, yeah, I was about to say band. they're like a perfect windows down band. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> Like when that first wave of warm weather hits and you can put your windows down in your car, I'm always listening to Kid Dynamite, yeah. Lifetime, stuff like that. Also, yeah. that's probably the best day of the year every year is that first day you can do that. Yeah. When every asshole drives around with his music too loud and his windows down. <laughs> yes. Yes. Myself included. Um, uh, at me next time. <laughs> yeah, I think I just... <laughs> please at us. Did I just subtweet you? <laughs> Uh, you went from don't add us to please add us in like a well, couple minutes here. I was thinking about it. It's probably better if they do add us. 
Um, There's no music videos. No music videos. Uh, theme for a new Brunswick basement show. I have no idea what he's saying that entire song, but it sounds important. And uh, it makes me feel like I'm at a new Brunswick basement show, which seems like a good time to be there. Yeah. yeah. Seems like a good time. Did they do a video for their 2007 release? I feel like the, I remember I there was one did. Monday, an airport. Monday morning airport. Yeah. 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 Okay. I don't remember the video very well, but yeah. Same. I feel like it's just of that era where it's like all blocks and stuff like that, and they're kind of like interacting with one another. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll go with that. Low P- budget. That's Pitchfork fine. gave this one an eight and a half out of ten. I can respect that. That's yeah, pretty I, good. I think that's fair. I think it's fair. I'd give it like an eight. For what the album is at that year and what they accomplished, I would definitely say that is a well-deserved score. <laughs> well, this was like on their way out from like their, yeah. when they broke up the first time, I yeah. guess. They they didn't play much after this. They no. played like a couple of shows and then, because usually you, you tour any, to support the record. And I think any info on any of their tours or anything? I don't really have anything. I, I didn't find much, honestly. Yeah. Um, they probably played with a lot of bands. I bet they tr- did. Of yeah. this ilk. A lot of DIY shows that probably like weren't published so much. Yeah. yeah. I looked up their last show. They played a show at like CBGB's one time that was really cool. There was pretty good footage of that from like the 90s. And then their last show, Saves the Day played and um, they opened. And I forget who else played. There was another like pretty cool band on there. Like, eh, look it up. I don't know. Yeah. Just Google <laughs> it. It's on YouTube. Google it. Cool. <laughs> uh, I'd give the album like a good like seven and a half, seven, seven point five. It's yeah. it's solid. It's But like Hello Bastards for me is like a good eight, eight yeah. and a half, nine. But I, mean, you know. I think they're both really solid. It's it's hard for me to distinguish which Agreed. one I would prefer. Agreed. Um, you guys, if, have you any go- if you try to Google Lifetime last show, a bunch of um, Lifetime TV network shit comes yeah, up. Yeah, that's the I problem with that. That I love Lifetime movies. <laughs> they're the highest form of art. Um, <laughs> you guys have any weird outsiders? Oh, I got one. It's uh, a. <laughs> I wonder if we'll ever do the same one. I feel like it would be really hard to do. Oh, like repeat the same Weird Al title for no, a no, different if, album? If two of us choose the same title. Oh. Like, oh, we have the same thought process in that. Huh. Mine is um, Old, Quiet, and Scotty, but spelled like the dog breed. So Aww. it's about a little old dog. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice. Uh, I was going to do How We Are, but uh, R would be like a bunch of R's and it's a pirate song. I also How did. We are. I also did How We Are, but it's spelled like it's a, the executive vice president of the Philadelphia Eagles is named Howard Roseman, so it's How We Are. <laughs> All right. <Yeah. laughs> that one took a second for me to hit, but How that's pretty good. Are. <laughs> How <Yeah>. We Are. <laughs> How We Are. Um, I'm gonna play Boys No Good for the transition. Okay. Cool. Sure. Yeah. Any final moments? Speak now for a hold your peace. Um, I found where. Uh, Ari rates their records on Noisy. Yeah, how does Ari feel about it? He's got background as number four. Okay. Self-titled as number three. Surprise. And drum roll. <laughs> Jersey's best as number two and Hello Bastards is number one. I agree yeah. with that entire list. Yeah, okay, <laughs> and it fair. even says, was it difficult for you to choose this record as your favorite? He goes, no, Hello Bastards is my favorite for sure. Yeah. Okay. Damn. I now that's right. I was gonna say I wonder if three, two, and three would be switched for me. Where like the the 2007 self title would be a nim- spot number two, but I really don't. I just know Monday Morning Airport, and that's really catchy. But that makes so sense. the thing is, I like. I think I'm more familiar with this. I like yeah, what they wrote def- for the 2007, but for me, I loved the recordings they did for 95 and 97 because it had that more like punk DIY feel. Yeah, and 07 was a little bit too good polished it's yeah, like, like pretty polished for them the production was too good and i was like ah, it's ruining the, the whole like f- cool like punk aspect for me yeah albums that are recorded in that era are very digital sounding like it's, that's and that's another sucks. thing too it's like 
pretty sh- jarring at the time, probably. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Especially if you transition from one album to the other, that's a huge difference. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, we'll come back in a second. Since it's our twentieth episode, uh, we're gonna come back and rate episodes eleven to twenty. Yeah, Let's and go. we might even go try to go live again. Oh shit! Yeah, we should <laughs> totally do that. Sure can. All right, here's Boys No Good on Wine and Cheese Radio. Tune the electric bass to the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth strings. <laughs> And we're back. Hey, we oh. are back. And we're going to go over um, our favorite uh, things from episodes 11 through 20. Yes, including we are. this episode, episode 20. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, you came in around episode 13 or 14, I think. Yeah, I missed a few of these. But, but you're gonna, we're going to let you chime in anyway because we're just that damn nice. Oh, is that what you're calling yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyways. Um so we'll start from the bottom, I guess. Start number 10. Yeah, we mm-hmm. just want to go around just around the room. Let's go around the horn. What should we are we doing records? What do you guys think? <laughs> I thought you were talking to uh, <laughs> oh, Instagram. Yeah. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah, no, I literally thought you were doing that too. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Let's do records first. Cool. I'm done right. that. So this one's hard because we have Creed and Alter Bridge and like <laughs> I don't know which one to put first. Hmm. But Emo, wrong podcast. Obviously, Emo, they Emo come band. before Stained. Wrong podcast. Yeah, I think you're thinking of uh, oh, shit and shit. shit. I, got, <laughs> I got something that you, to say about Stained later, but we'll get to it. <laughs> well, All now right. I'm very curious. All right. <laughs> My least favorite was Trainwreck. <laughs> that was your... Yeah. Oh, the record. My number okay. 10. <laughs> the, re- the record, I have Trainwreck as number nine. Again, sorry, Bailey. I'm glad you came what on. What do you have uh, as number 10? I only have nine of them. Oh, there are ten of them. What's the other? What's the tenth? I don't know. I'm nine. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm also going to say uh, Trainwreck is also my uh, your number ten. Number ten. Um, yeah, that would put my number nine as so long Astoria. As much as I used to like that album back in the day, I don't like it anymore. So I'm doing number eight party scene. Oh shit! Okay, you're missing out. Oh yeah, I am. You're missing the best one. <laughs> yeah, that would be honestly number two for me. Okay, and I missed it. Yeah, so that's, that's fine. Okay. So, well, so we'll get there. So your ten, our tens are all train wreck, and my number nine is so long a story. Yours is my, my number nine would be party uh, scene. Party scene. Okay. My number nine is also the party scene. All right. Well, my number eight <laughs> is the party scene. As much as I like that album, also doesn't hold up. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of these don't have staying power. Yeah, I just, I've never been a posy punk guy. I just. You a tank, tank top punk guy. Hollister. Yeah, I'm just not in, <laughs> Hollister not. rock. Yeah. Yeah. 
It just it makes me think of bad cologne. What's your What's your eight? So, uh, so long a story would be eight for me. That's mine too. So Ours we got, are pretty similar right. Collectively so far. Three. I think, uh, Joey, I think you and I are kind of <laughs> similar on how we feel about these I things. I think so too. Yeah. I think here's where I'm going to break away. My number seven is Jawbreaker's 24-hour revenge therapy. Oh, okay. Which is probably like your number one. 24-hour <laughs> uh, no. revenge therapy is my number seven. You're s- oh, same. Okay. Yeah. Mine is uh, your favorite weapon. Okay. All right. We're yeah. tracking We're very We're breaking similarly. off a little bit now. My number six is your favorite <laughs> weapon. <laughs> six, I have 13 songs. Just cool. because I'm not super familiar with it, yeah. I respect it, but uh, I can't put it higher just because it wasn't like a formidable thing. Yeah, I back that. Totally. Yeah. Um, what are we on six? My six is Tell All Your Friends. Okay. And let's just keep tracking the same way. My number five is Tell All Your Friends. <laughs> This is uh, thrilling. So five. <laughs> I have Jersey's best dancers at five. Cool. Okay. My five. This is where it gets hard. Uh, parrot flies. Oh me. shit. Yeah. Okay. Just because I wasn't super familiar with it up until we covered it. Okay. Really. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, f- I have four. Your favorite weapon. Wait, Mike. Skip. That's uh, fine. It doesn't uh, matter. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> my four. My four is Fugazi's thirteen songs. Okay. And then yours is your fa- my your favorite weapon. Yeah. The thing is, like, I don't even really like brand new that much but that album just brings back a lot of nostalgia which yeah. is, which I'm a victim to those are all the good brands I would it say was, it's their only good record <laughs> yeah there's a lot of good stuff in high school and things it's like you know I don't yeah. hold on to those days but it's neat to like look back and that album makes me think of a lot of cool stuff yeah it is neat to look back I agree um, my number four is maybe I'll catch fire hell yeah there you go Alkaline Trio not my favorite of theirs but I still really like it sorry Jordan Smith no it's four is good <laughs> four is great out of ten <laughs> yes. four is good yeah, we're into the good po- good stuff now yeah. uh, my three is uh, Jersey's Best Dancers looks like covered Will, it today looks like Will joined back up is oh that you back? what's up what's up Will hey what's up <laughs> uh, my three would be tell all your friends okay I thought that'd be higher for you for some reason uh <laughs> Okay. <laughs> why don't you guys kiss uh, about it? <laughs> tell me why. You just I you love Take It Back Sunday. I I did see them at a Starland Ballroom two months ago. Yeah, that's two. all. That's really all I'm going off of. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fair. Honestly, that's a good. If you're gonna place drive to an hour and a half to see them. Yeah, like yeah. Them. Well, they played their first two albums, and that was fucking awesome to see. Yeah, I don't need to do it again, but it was great for one time. My number three is Twenty Four Hour Revenge Therapy by Jawbreaker. Hell yeah. Uh, we're on number two now. Yeah, mm-hmm. that comes after three or before three or whatever. Um, my number two is maybe I'll catch fire. Okay, Alkaline Trio's finest. Uh, two for me would be Paraflies, and two for me is Jersey's Best Dancers nice. Lifetime, which brings me to my number one, Paraflies by Algernon Cadwallader. So this was hard because I, I I love Paraflies, but I put uh, maybe I'll catch fire number one. Oh wow, that's good. I'm I'm a big Alkaline Trio guy. Mine's uh, 13 Songs by Fugazi. Nice. No surprise there. It's pretty sad. And Jordan, if you're listening, I did love that episode. Who so else it's we great got? To hear that. It's my friend Jay. What's up, Jay? <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> um, it's going to be funny. I was just shouting people out on an audio <laughs> podcast. Uh, that that, one month that they won't hear till a month later. <laughs> exactly. Looks like Jay said something. He said, hey, Mike. What's up, dude? <laughs> See you tomorrow. Hell yeah. Ah, thanks, man. He said, love the show. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so we're switching over to the movies now. Uh, Tyler's even erasing the board oh, already. Shit. It's not my whiteboard. I want to get my shit off of it. So <laughs> I don't want to pay rent. <laughs> my number 10 was Easy A. Okay. What was the... Uh, oh, Polly was 
the one with Paraf- Okay, I uh, I did the last one. Coyote Ugly. That was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Coyote Ugly is my number ten as yeah. well. My number nine is Coyote Ugly. We'll get there pretty soon. <laughs> you guys will hear all about why we hated it. <laughs> uh, your it's your number nine. Yeah, Coyote Ugly was my number nine. Yeah. I would have thought number two for you. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Did you miss a movie too? Yeah, it's Polly. I, I uh, for some reason thought we had. You forgot episodes. that episode already. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so number nine for me would be thirteen going on thirty. Okay. Okay. I Mine. think if you you weren't on that one, I don't think. But if you watched that movie and came back to it, I think you'd be surprised. I, I watched it when it came out when I was like a. What year did that come out? Uh, Twenty early early twenties. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Nineteen twenty. Like high school or something. Maybe I had a different opinion on them. It, it was. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> My number nine is. Uh, wait, did you say yours? Yeah, thirteen going on thirteen. Oh, right. My number nine is Little Nicky. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Get out. Can I just say neither? Get of you out. Is, it sucks. Can I just say <laughs> neither of you cowards came to my Adam Sandler marathon, dude? I was we out had of town. from out of town. <laughs> I don't care. We sat here and watched. We watched. Uh, I, I'm not going to go through it. Never mind. <laughs> so, so, hey, I know you guys. You had dro- to watch it again. Is why you're so pissed. I know you guys <laughs> drove from Pittsburgh to visit Philly, but do you want to go to my friend's house and watch a bunch of Adam Sandler movies all day? <laughs> had to watch 50 first dates and little. You had Nikki, to watch like both of our podcast Adam yeah. Sandler movies. Not thrilled. <laughs> within like months of each other. My uh, my number eight is Trainwreck. Okay. I have uh, number eight, Seeking Justice. My number eight is Eurotrip. Oh, okay. We're going to have a very different list, I think. Yeah, this one's a little bit different. Yeah. My number seven was Seeking Justice. Okay. Uh, I have number seven, Easy A. And my number seven is also Seeking Justice. Okay. Like... I thought you'd be higher being such a Nick Cage guy. Yeah. I mean, it's good, but it's not like but it's not my good. fave. It's good. It's it was like I liked watching it, but I'll probably never watch it again. Yeah, I can say. Pretty, yeah, I, pretty I, had, I had no plans to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number six, a movie that I thought I was gonna like more was Can't Hardly Wait. Okay, I get that. Sure. Uh, I got Little Nicky at six. Mm-hmm. Mine's getting topical with Pauly. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, okay. 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 <laughs> my, my five is thirteen going on thirty. Five. I got Polly. Easy A is my five. A lot higher than yours, but yeah, I might need to rethink yeah. how I uh, how I'm like approach Polly. Dead last. <laughs> Polly. Yeah. <laughs> I have Polly pretty high. <laughs> uh, <laughs> number four is little little Nikki. <laughs> uh, yes, I have little Nikki at that. Uh, number four for me is Trainwreck. Oh, you like the train wreck way more than I like it all. Wait. I like it except Amy Schumer. Yeah, you know. I don't think maybe I was in a bad headspace or something. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I think it's an enjoyable movie. Yeah. yeah. Number three for me is Euro Trip. Uh, yeah, my numbers are screwed up. Besides, so I think about this for a second because I forgot Polly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have Euro Trip there as well. Next. As at three, Number I thought three. you said that one already. That three? No. Uh, what did I say before? Uh, I don't know. Polly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You said tri- Polly a lot. <laughs> Your trip's three. Uh, my number three is the Goonies. Oh, heartbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> and here's where the here's where this gets interesting. My number two is Polly. <laughs> I don't think that can possibly be true. I know we're just listing things, but can you dive in for a second on why that is? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's wrong, and uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna admit that I'm wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, then I have Can't Hardly Wait. My number two is Can't Hardly Wait. My number one is The Goonies. 
My number one is Goonies also. My number one is 13 going on 30. Joey. I loved it. Joey. I don't know, dude. I don't What's know. Here? <laughs> it, it was good. But I, I'm just tired of the Goonies, I man. I formally rendered my resignation from the I've podcast. seen it. I've seen the Goonies so damn much. It's yeah. so good. It's good. It's, you know what? Hey, what are we fighting? It's fine. What are we fighting about here? We all like the Goonies. They're, we're fighting over the fact that 13 going on 30 is the best movie ever made. Hmm. Not true. But so that's legitimately your number one. Out of the out of these ten movies, yeah, okay. I'd never seen it, and I was like that. My the experience watching it was so pleasant to me. The Goonies. <laughs> this was probably about the twentieth time I've seen it in my life, and I'm just like over it. What about Sloth? Sloth's cool. Sloth held how's he up. Gonna, how's he gonna feel about this? Sloth. I don't. I don't know. He's probably Captain Chunk's gonna be pissed, man. Uh, no Captain Chunk or whatever that band is. I kind of want to use your audio drop of you saying that 13 going 30 is the best movie of all time to promote. <laughs> like I'll sp- create a sponsored ad around this. <laughs> we got such a different listener base. Man. We should definitely have like more uh, audio drops yeah. in this and we totally. can use that as one. There oh, was one from... Uh, adding it to the watch list. Adding it to the watch list is good. <laughs> um, damn, our lists are very pretty different. That was yeah. good because when we did this last time, before Tyler was on, hey. uh, mine and Mike's list were basically the same. Almost identical, <laughs> yeah. I'm just uh, adding that element of surprise. <laughs> I'm just going to take a second to, I shouted someone out last half. I'm going to shout someone out this half. Cinepunks, thanks for hosting us. 20 episodes. Yeah. Cinepunks is sick. If you haven't checked them out. Pretty wild. We talk about them all the time because they rule. We yeah. talk about them for a reason. Uh, we will have a uh, owner creator of cinepunk song yeah mr the master yeah mr master <laughs> on, on our next episode our boss is going to be our special yeah, guest so we'll, watch he, out for that one he gives us all performance reviews <laughs> it's fucked up um he's like basically making us let him be on the show he doesn't yeah. pay us kind of he somehow gave me a pay cut yeah <laughs> gave me a paper cut um what have you guys been watching lately either one of you i don't care who uh i'll go first i started that show russian doll I've only like got like three episodes in. Okay, dude, um, it's great. It's pretty good. I like yeah. it. I wonder if anybody's um, going to talk about that in the next episode. When I went to see How Did This Get Made last year, she was the guest. So Natasha oh, yeah. Leone, I never had her on a radar. The only thing I knew her from was American Pie. What about Orange is the New Black? I, I've never watched. You never really watch that. My okay. girlfriend Kate watches it, uh, but it was one of those things where like I don't want to start it because she's already like molt, like way into pretty the far show. Yet. So yeah. it's like if I start them on my own, I can't catch up. But um. She is great. She's a really good actress. She's very funny. I just know her yeah. from her voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very raspy. She definitely chain smokes in real life as much as on the show. Yeah. Um, and then other than that, I watched the documentary, The Allens, about Gigi Allen's family. Like I almost watched that recently, death. too. It's fine. I'm not going like, to watch it I'm not, I, I don't even know why I was like interested, but it's, it's, it's kind of interesting in that his mom is so nice and sweet and but she's like just constantly reminded of this character of Gigi Allen every mm-hmm. day because his brother um Merle who played in the band the Murder Junkies with him okay um very much still like runs a Gigi Allen Facebook page and sells a ton of merchandise so it just and like stays that's his way of grieving um but he very much is also like just selling merchandise all the time and like still living. He's like not at all the type of person that Gigi was, but he's still very much living in that like realm kind of thing. And the murder junkies are still playing. Right. And it's like, 
It's just tough on the it family. Just, there's a lot of... It's tough on the family, but but Merle seems like a nice guy and he gets along with his mother. Um, but there's just so much like just trash Gigi Allen footage and like yeah. that dude sucked. Like I think that Don't Talk To Me is one of the best rock and roll songs ever, but I think that everything else that Gigi Allen did is just trash. Oh yeah, he's a bad guy. Yeah, he was not a good guy. 100% there's like clips of him guy. like fighting women and stuff and Ooh, like yeah. shit like that. And nope. it's just like, and not celebrating it, but it's like showing his like downfall because of drugs and everything. Yeah. And it's, it's just kind of like a rough watch. It's like interesting, but a rough watch. Will you change your Twitter name? No, I will never change okay, my okay. name <laughs> from E. G. G. Allen. <laughs> hmm. Okay, fair enough. Mike, uh, what have you been watching? <laughs> uh, have you guys watched that show Pen15 at all? No, uh, but I was talking with Kate, who I just previously brought up. I don't know if you heard of her. Uh, we're talking about starting that later this evening. It's really, really, really good. I've heard it's good. It's really, from like several really, people. Really I saw yeah. the craziest point of reference because that takes place 19 years ago. When uh, oh, the Freaking Geeks aired, that was 19 years before set. Oh, so that's the so that, oh, feels, that feels so long ago. Wow! But like we were all alive for like how that panned out. It's the exact amount of nostalgic yeah. time to pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I also watched a really cool documentary. It was so hard to track down. I just had to get a torrent of it, but I looked for it for like Ooh. weeks and weeks and weeks. I, hey, if you can find it, I was I tried to buy it, and you can't. Um, it's, Your college porn tape. Yeah, I yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's a documentary called Sea of Darkness. He had the torrent. <laughs> Guys, I've got a hard copy. He doesn't own the right. He doesn't own the rights to it. Yeah. <laughs> I've uh, I finally tracked it down. It's called Sea of Darkness. It's a documentary about how these surfers that lived in Bali were like drug mules for so long. They would just like bring in like heroin and white China heroin and and like all these crazy crazy drugs and like they were drug mules to fund their surfing habit. And those guys kind of started like Billabong and uh, Quicksilver and stuff. Oh, so Quicksilver wow. and Billabong have now gone on to like squash this documentary. So it doesn't see the light of day and paint them in a bad, res- like in a bad light, but they're the ones giving the interviews and telling the stories. Yeah. And stuff, so I don't get it, but uh, it was awesome. It was really insane. If you guys are interested, I will send you the, the file, but yeah. it ruled. Um, also just watched dead ringers. I'd never seen that before. It was a Dave Cronenberg Cronenberg movie about two, <laughs> Uh, twin brother gynecologists who have sex with their patients. I've never seen it, but it's been on my watch list for uh, a very long time. It was really, really good, actually. I uh, was <laughs> kind of surprised. Weird. It sounds strange. <laughs> it's worth a watch. Uh, two more real quick. I watched the City Gardens documentary that's on Amazon Prime. Okay. And that it was awesome, too, just to see like all of the shit that went down at City Gardens. It's like a doc- It's a venue in like Jersey City, I think, or something like that. Somewhere, okay. somewhere in Jersey. Trenton, maybe? I don't know. Uh, but uh, just like all of the bands of the air that came through there and stuff like that. And all the stories are, are really insane. Um, and last but neat. not least, <laughs> very neat. Uh, and last but not least, there's a movie called the devil's candy that came out last year with Ethan Embry playing like a metal head. Oh, like, I haven't seen that yet, like but it's dude. been is on it, my, uh, is watch he making list. A comeback? Yeah. Uh, I think so. Yo, yeah. Who just yeah. joined the thing? Oh shit. Uh, water world joined and said, LOL, you guys suck. True. Huh. Harsh, but fair. Do you believe that? I guess, dude. Someone uh, <laughs> has some really strong opinions, I guess. Uh, someone who goes by the tag EGG Allen just joined <laughs> and talked shit on his own <laughs> self. Um, what have you got? What have you been watching? Uh, I recently watched Incredibles 2. I'm a huge sucker for Pixar. Yeah. But this is the worst situation ever. L- the worst, worst situation ever in the world. Wow. I rented it on Amazon Prime and paid three ninety nine. Okay. Like four days later, it came on Netflix for free. Mm. That happens. Oh, you know what? You got to be careful with that with Netflix and like Disney related stuff, though, because they always come on there. (laughs) 
Also, Waterworld just said bye. Also, Mike's not even in frame oh, at all. Hey. His hand was for a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, camera that work. sucks, though, man. Yeah. I, I rented it when it first went up on Prime like a couple months ago, so I kind of I feel okay. But, you that. know, it was worth it because I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah, it's good. It was great. I also do that with movies. Kind of swerves you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was really neat. I'll do that with new releases a bunch. I'm like, damn, I need to see this. And then, again, like a month later, it's on Netflix. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine. I get it. But if you really want to see something, you pay to watch it. I get it. But, yeah. like... It's, and they just put uh, Into the Spider-Verse on Amazon Prime, so I'm planning on renting that and watching that pretty soon because I yeah. heard that's amazing. It's so good. Yeah. I'm a big uh, Marvel, Marvel guy. So, <laughs> um, Shall we talk about Coyote Ugly? I uh, guess. I'm gonna <laughs> try to, <laughs> we can certainly try. <laughs> I was hoping that we would talk about other stuff long enough that you'd forget we had to talk about this. <laughs> I've got a lot of notes to get through. I have so many notes on this. Um, I'm going to play an audio clip real quick of someone just describing what they think this movie is. So I've never seen it. So I'm assuming. So you start with a rugged. Uh, just think like Clint Eastwood meets uh, Jeff Daniels in the West. Uh, I w- it wouldn't necessarily be a horse. Say like a, a horse-drawn wagon. What they're doing is they're on a quest. They're finding the coyote. So it's it's a very long, long struggle of this man, uh, uh, Jeff Daniels meets uh, Orlando Bloom, to get to New York. It's uh, there's a lot of fighting with Native Americans who obviously they're right to fight them because it's their land. Don't even get me started on that one. They make their way to New York upstate. And they say, where's the ugly coyote? <laughs> Turns out, the year is 2003. They've been behind on everything this whole time. It's a real weird situation. They get there, there's a bunch of ladies dancing on a bar that, down in New York City. Jeff Daniels looks, it's his daughter! Forget this part. Daughter is dancing around a bar in scantily clad clothing. He says, no, 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 no. You're acting dumb. And she says, no, no, no. You're acting dumber. Which opens up the sequel to Coyote Ugly, Dumb and Dumber. Thank you. So. I am so stupid. (laughs) I love that that was. Jeff (laughs) Daniels. That was recorded at a. an emo night or some bullshit. I think it was impossible. <laughs> no, no, it was uh, when we went to Kung Fu Nectar. Oh, it was Kung Fu Nectar. In like, okay. December or whatever. But um, <laughs> Saves the Day was playing in the background. That's, that rocks. That's great. <laughs> so, how close was I on that? Um, I can jump to the, the first Some of the general themes. <laughs> yeah. Bar dancing. The Dumb and Dumber thing, it's, a, it's up for debate. It's, it's heavily contested. Yeah. Um, here's the first line of the movie just to give you an idea of what we're working with. When do you like ever realize the truth, Vince? I ate nine pies and a meatball hero in one hour. That's a record. It wasn't nine pies, it was eight. You have two slices of mushroom on the last tray. Violet. You guys, it was six pies, no hero. I had to call the paramedics to pump your stomach, and it was three and a half years ago. When are you guys going to talk about something else? When someone comes through that door and breaks the record, then we'll stop talking about the subject. Enjoy your pie, guys. Last one I'll ever, sir. I just want to fly. <laughs> so 
if that first opening sequence gives you any idea, there's a lot of really bad dialogue in this movie. Yes. <sighs> Whoever wrote it, take a lap. <laughs> take a l- take several laps. <laughs> Have you guys had you guys seen this movie before? No. Yes. No. I didn't. You had not. I feel like this I literally was... gave you a description. Oh yeah, true. Drunkenly at a bar. On I don't it. know if you were being funny. You're or... pretty spot on though. So yeah, it, it wasn't funny. Like it was just, seen it. I just didn't know. I made things up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like I saw this and I feel like this movie was really big when I was in middle school. I feel like we all went to see it for a big outing. Or yeah, I feel like, like I rented it like when it was first like, available or something. And I have no idea we? why. <laughs> uh, I had friends. I had friends in middle school. I was pretty popular. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I was ranked top five hottest guys in high school. No big deal. Um, Whoa, nice. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I, you, you used to be very, very hot. Thanks, dude. <laughs> when, I was, <laughs> when I was underage. <laughs> I think this like oh, also boy. popularized like the pour some sugar on me dance. Is that song in this movie? Was it not? I don't know. I, ass- I, don't th- I assume it was. Dude, that's the <laughs> thing. Can like, anyone bring up the soundtrack? After line, watching it, I was it. like, I could have sworn Pour Some Sugar on Me was in this movie. I thought that, yeah. I thought but that it might have like been. Song. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. This movie's like cocktail meets who gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, here's the thing with this movie. I don't know who it's written for. No one. Because they have like all these elements that's supposed to like play into like this weird, like oh guys love that kind of thing. But then there's also this female empowerment toward the end a bit. But like the whole time they're objectified. It's like it's like was it written for people looking for female empowerment? Was it look was it written for guys that's trying to look at sexy people dancing? I, no one like. I have no clue. It kind of depicts women in like a really shitty light. Not yeah. for the obvious reasons, but for like when they're like New York business women and they're auctioning off men, they're like clamor. They're like, oh my God, I need to go on a date. I'm going to die if I don't fuck. It's like, yeah. what's happening? <laughs> no, it's yeah, it's crazy. Like Ugh. everybody in this movie just looks bad. Except, uh, okay, never mind. John Goodman does look bad, but he's <laughs> awesome. Well, I meant like, uh, like he's portrayed so un- in a bad yeah, way. Right. He's so above this movie. It, yeah, he really is. He shouldn't, that, he, this should have been... Um, he admitted he only took See it Thomas Howell. It would have been better here. <laughs> he admitted he only took the role for the money. <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean, he didn't really have to do a whole lot. No. Pour some sugar on me is in the movie. Okay. Oh Good. shit. Okay. Um, six minutes in, I we already heard two renditions of "I Will Survive." <laughs> Dude, I wrote. How funny would it be if the only music that was played in this movie was just different versions of "I Will Survive"? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> um. So. Chick from a small town in New Jersey moves to New York and has a shitty apartment and has to practice on the roof. Melanie Linsky has the worst Jersey accent I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, <laughs> the Calling? Is that the band that sings Wherever You Will they, Go? They're yeah. in the club playing to like 20 people. So weird. Uh, if uh, I could. So, I don't know how far into the movie it is, but she meets that guy that's like her love interest. Mr. That's like Kevin. Australian Jerry what, Seinfeld. What Kevin was O'Donnell. the 90s trope where like the cool guy had to wear a leather jacket and had gelled hair? Also, I feel like there was like... The year where, 2000. That's a forever trope. The guy, was, <laughs> like, the guy was from the UK. That was a big thing for a bit where like... Was he from Australia? He's from Australia, but... It, I, either I'm way, picking, it stands. Point all stands. right, so Accent, if, if we're going to go backwards in history, people from Australia came from the UK because <laughs> they were prisoners that were sent... So, so yeah, he's from the UK. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, so he's Australian. Well, the the accent thing is what I'm getting at. It's yeah, like, yeah. Why yeah. was that always like the ooh? He's mysterious, as if like he's some cool thing. As if no one from another country has ever. It's moved just to another US. white dude with yeah. a, a yeah. different accent. Yeah. Jesus Christ, he's not exotic. Yeah. <laughs> and like and like writing wise, I feel like this movie was written by like a suburban mom who has no idea how the business works or anything. So it's like I'll just leave my tape and then we'll go to the big showcase. 
Actually, hang on. Now that we're talking about the show. So I hated, I hated when she was going around with her tape trying to like go yeah. to record. I'll just leave this for Mariah or what? And they like they tried to make like the people at the I'm front sure desk you know at these record companies look like jerks. But they're just if someone they probably get bombarded with this bullshit if every day. If a person day. comes up to like, oh, give this to your boss every day with a tape. If, like, if no, some, if someone came up that. to me in the year two thousand and I was the the person working at the desk with a tape, I would laugh in their face. Yeah, I also that's think, the thing. And then you're in New York. Like this is the biggest like DIY city where you to get famous, just go play as much as you possibly can. But, every and, and that's the thing she thinks she's going to. But she fam- can. She thinks she's going to get famous by being a songwriter and not a performer. She, clearly, whoever wrote it has no idea how that works. There's so that no, doesn't clear, They're just horrendous. This is just so backwards. I got an Uber ride from a woman who wrote "Ushers." You remind me when I was in LA, and she was just like, "Yeah, I, I, this is what I do now." So that's what Damn. songwriting will get you. Yeah. She was really awesome. She that's was a great cool, lady, though. but yeah. That was, a, um, that was cool. <laughs> um, the, did the you bands, look it up? Did you confirm? Yeah, I did actually. While we oh, were damn. Yeah. Legit. Because she was wearing an, an Eagles jersey and the, uh, was with a friend. And and she was, my friend was like, hey. You're like, go Burt. <laughs> my friend, she was like, uh, <laughs> hey, why are you wearing a Phillies jersey? Uh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And she was from Jersey. and uh, blah, blah, blah. It was Piper Parabo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the bands in the Songwriter Showdown are the Skank Honkies, Papa Vegas, The Suicide Machines, Vertical Horizon, Eve Six, Verbena, Edwin McCain, Beth Hart, Excel, The Pie Tasters, Joy Drop, Bis Train, Pennywise, Violet Sanford, My Scarlet Life, and Cottonmouth King, which is like a blend of like fake and Wait, real bands. What was and that like fourth one? The fourth one? <laughs> <laughs> Vertical Horizon. Wait, are you sure that those were the for the band the showcase or were those was those that an ad for other bands playing that venue like this month? That was the ad for the songwriter showdown. What? Yeah. That's the, weird. The Skank Honkies. But what was what I was going to say, I, I think there's only like two <laughs> fake bands in there, honestly. That's a really good name, though. Cottonmouth King is just wrong because it's the Cottonmouth Kings. <laughs> oh, true. Because it's, it's uh, spelled KMK as well. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, stain, uh, there's multiple stained flyers in this movie. That's why Oof. I was saying that thing about stained a minute nice. ago. I'm glad it came They back. must have just been like playing the area that it was being filmed like yeah. around that time or That's something. Funny. Yeah. They were just in the background. They had a short run, but wow, maybe one of the best bands America's ever seen. Yeah, did they have that short of a run? <laughs> Aaron Lewis, because it, it still feels like they're around. <laughs> There's a great uh, stained catatonic youth video. If you bet. guys haven't seen that one, I bet Mm-mm. there is. Nope. Uh, if you're not following catatonic youth on Instagram yet, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, true. Um, there are never any. Could they not find extras for this movie? They're walking through the city streets of New York, and there's not a there's fucking not a person damn there. Soul in the street. Same thing they did in Thirteen, going on Thirty too. I don't know if that's like a thing of the time where there's yeah. just never anyone on the set. Just get some fucking extras. You just get, just tell people to walk by. And yeah, you ten dollars. You don't have to make the set close. Just let yeah. normal people it, yeah, walk true. to where they're going, and then you just film them doing it. Um, I want to shout out one thing at the fifty-minute twenty-eight second mark. A man stage dives and goes, "What's up?" <laughs> <laughs> topical though. Yeah, it's topical at the time. There's a uh, fat Rick sticker in the bathroom. Okay, the point where she's like first. Uh, I think it's like the point where she doesn't know how she's going to make the two hundred fifty dollars mm-hmm. that she like lost from. What what was the deal with that? Oh yeah, she um was that when she sprayed the fire marshal? Yeah, the, yeah, they got fined. Yes. I think. And they got fined. Yeah. Okay, here's my beef with that point. That uh, scene. They're using a bullhorn to make their announcements the entire yeah. time. Yeah. She picks up a wireless microphone and sings. If they had that wireless mic, that's way <laughs> that's more a really good the whole time. Point. Wow. I don't think about it all. Yeah, that's way better than bullhorn. And they continue to use the bullhorn. I well, I think it's part of their vibe. I guess, but it's inefficient. Also, it seems like they they. Okay, this was like, did you guys read the the Crown Royal thing on IMDb trivia? No. Some dude wrote like a really long explanation about this and it was so corny and funny. 
um, that there's that scene where some guy's trying to order something and then the bar owner lady whose name I forget says, I only have my, like the five men or something like that. She names all the names like Jose, Jack, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. I see where this is going. And then, uh, (laughs) and then like the dude writing this on IMDb was like, but they, they couldn't clearly only have five liquor and five different liquors in the whole bar. It's a normal bar. Plus they definitely have crown Royal because she's carrying a crown Royal box when they first meet. And I was like, dude, chill. <laughs> I think she, in the context, she was just making a joke. I hate that I have to defend this movie, but I think she was just making a joke. I think she was just making a joke, but yeah. also trying, I think she's also creating a, I guess just like a vibe for the bar. Like yeah. this is the, we, we don't serve water. We have only these liquors. You either get it. It's like very much like a soup Nazi situation yeah, where you get it this way or you don't get it at all. So right. that's where I start not understanding who this is supposed to be for. Because I mean, first of all, terrible business model ever. Anyway, if someone orders water at a bar, it's one, the person's just thirsty. They want water. Two, they're just trying to be responsible and drink yeah. water while drinking booze. Or yeah. three, the person's sober and they don't want booze, but they're hanging out with their friends at a bar, which is probably stressful in the first place. Yeah. And you're shaming them in front of 250 people. <laughs> and then just getting them soaking wet. Because they want water. That's like, <laughs> yo, that one scene. Such a weird thing. The Kid Rock cowboy scene, there is so much water in that scene. You mean it's the insane. Uh, cowboy scene? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. That, I remember that because like I was like, and buckets well, and they, buckets. Sh- they certainly have enough water for a bar that doesn't serve <laughs> <I know>. water. <laughs> so in addition to Kid Rock's cowboy, there's Third Eye Blind. I'll never let you go. Uncle Crackers, follow me. And unwritten laws playing, or maybe they're just like in the background at one point. Hmm. I read that as a fact that unwritten law is. I in forgot about them. Um, ugh. Also, Kid Rock says, Jeez. "I spend all my time in Hollywood." In that song, uh huh. That's not what a cowboy would do. <laughs> He'd be in uh, yeah, That's Dakota. a good point. Yeah, he'd be in Nashville or I've, something. Well, people like with that kind of thing forget. Literally, what the term cowboy means, it was a guy that would just like wrangle cattle along plains. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't like this cool shooter guy. It was just. <laughs> yeah. He was basically just like a babysitter for cows. Yeah. So there's a weird scene of. <laughs> a babysitter for cows. <laughs> a weird scene of all the, the coyotes at the bar flashing their cash. Like Tyra Banks is just like rolling out like a wad of 20. Oh, and they're at the, uh, when they're at the Tyra diner. Banks was in there for some shit? reason. Yeah. It was so dumb. Yeah. Who does that? She's Zoe is her character's real name. Bad actress. Yeah. Did you guys catch D. Reynolds? Yeah. Oh yeah, she's one of the, the people <laughs> bidding on no. Mr. Connell. Really? She's the one that's like constant. She's the one like getting pissed Damn. about the other bids going higher yeah. than hers. Wow. You did also watch this movie at two a.m. Yeah. So <laughs> I watched this after the bar on Saturday night. So some things are fuzzy. Yeah. At best. Well, like when she f- she's the one that places the first bid on. Is his name Kevin? Kevin O'Donnell. She's a Mr. Who is also Ode- in a, Mr. O'Donnell. He's in a movie called Nativity 3, Dude Wears My Donkey. Just oh a fun my, fact. Of course he is. Um, she's the first Hell one yeah. to bid on him, and then it goes back and forth, and then she's the one at the very end, when, when as soon as it hits 250, uh, Violet's like, sold! And then she's like, ah, oh, what the hell? Blah, blah, blah. She's like screaming. It's yeah, like no, her, it's her, Alex Borstein, Johnny Knoxville, and Michael Bay are in the bar at one point. I like, yeah, I was going to say, I love you, Alex Borstein. Did you I want miss her to be Johnny Knoxville w- as well? <laughs> uh, yes. Wow. He he doesn't even have a line. He just goes like, ah! <laughs> it's like him and I don't know that other guy is. that like, I know his face, but they're like yeah. the two college dudes Steve at the up. bar. Yeah, Steven. Sure. <laughs> like Steve-O. <laughs> yeah. No, There's, it's some other like comedy guy from the time. Yeah. Um, And then uh, 
Johnny Knoxville standing there all nervous, and then he just at the end of their interaction, he just goes, yeah, and then that's it. <laughs> there are some really good lines. Jeez. There's one point where Lil is getting drinks for someone at the bar, and she says, "What do you want?" And someone so ADR'd it in, just going two beers. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, she asks the bouncer. The bouncer says, "Like, hey, you know, uh, this place is full." Or whatever. She goes, "I'm supposed to start working today." And he goes, "Okay, go right up. You picked a good day to start. It's a little slow." And he's just like giving her a whole spiel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's another line where Piper Parabell looks at the camera and says, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. And I was like, I hate this. <laughs> it's yeah, so that, bad. It was very cringeworthy. It's the worst. I had this note. Uh, they were at a diner at one point, I guess. I'm mm-hmm. trying to remember. There's a guy there that they try to make him seem creepy, but he was just giving pie to people. Oh, like the, she's the guy that works there? She had yeah. just lost her job and she only has like two bucks. And uh, the guy's just like, eh, you know what? We got pie here. Yeah, I feel like they were trying to set him up to be like creepy, but he was just being nice. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like he was set up to be like just like the nice guy that she was having a shitty day and he hooked her up. I guess. Yeah, I think so. Uh, John Goodman puts the moves on the nurse, takes her out on a date. That was pretty. That was pretty suave, honestly. It's pretty cool for a slob. (laughs) True. Yeah. Yeah, it should have been C. Thomas Hall. Um, I have so much more stuff to say, honestly. I I, yeah, I have the only cool thing that that Mr. O'Donnell did was his fake boot on his car oh yeah that's a good move like i kind of need one of those it's like the parking the yeah. parking ticket trick but parking with a, with life hack <laughs> oh yeah actually thought that was a really cool idea because um i just i've learned to hate the ppa so something like that yeah it's just neat i honestly forgot that she was a singer in this yeah for yeah, a while she's they, just a dancer like, i thought she was just a dancer yeah yeah they kind of she doesn't really do enough. a whole lot of dancing at all other mm. than when she sings a little bit it's true i think lil just likes her her spunk her charisma you know <laughs> her spunk um i love a clothing montage like a, a try on scene Definitely. especially when the song in the background is you're unbelievable <laughs> <laughs> she's she goes with uh what's the other girl's name uh, the Rose McGowan wannabe, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the like the flirty girl yeah, or whatever. I don't, I, there's I a forget. Rachel. Is, is Rachel? <laughs> Rachel's the dark-haired one who's like oh, a the, jerk. The anger problems. Yeah. yeah. Yo, honestly though, I had the thought that it, it would actually be really fun to go to a bar that has like a theme where they're like announcing this is Jersey. She's so and so. She blah blah blah. She used to be a nun. Imagine going to a bar like every week and just knowing like, okay, I have to keep up with the story. or I'm not gonna know what's <laughs> the <going> going story. <laughs> what's the next chapter? It's like a show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The, the thing with this too is like they would do those like scenes where like all the bartenders would stop serving and they would just dance on the bar and i like personally i don't care how attractive that person is dancing in the bar i'm there like i went up to the bar for, to ask you for a beer i want to give you american dollars for it i want you to give it to me <laughs> i don't want you to dance for three minutes and then get to it later <laughs> that's not why i go to the bar that's fair i go to the bar to hear piper parabo sing can't fight the moonlight <laughs> <laughs> also, I have two or three notes in here that are like, I think I'm in love with Piper Parabo. <laughs> You've been saying her name a lot. I think that's <laughs> just evident. Yeah, that's true. Um, what is? What else is she from? We... Uh, she's from some stuff. <laughs> she's in... Um, she might be in that movie Splinter. Have you guys seen that movie at all? No, I haven't. No, I, haven't. I think um, she's in that. So also, there, uh, I don't know if you have the movie up. I don't have the movie 27 up. minutes, 13 seconds. There's a guy in a red bandana. I think that is the actor that plays Roy's brother in The Office, but I can't be sure. Oh, Kenny. Yeah. I didn't pick up on I didn't look. All. I Kenny don't know Anderson. what this cat looks like. There's but a it scene seemed like him. Right after the William Morris scene, it cuts to a guy just playing a guitar in like the, the hallway, and I swear it's a time-traveling Adam Driver. It's absolutely him. If you rewind it, you'll see it's him. 
because it's Adam Driver, what he looks like now, but 19 years but ago. Then, so, yeah. How old mm-hmm. is he? 50? No. <laughs> how old is he? Definitively, no. He's probably 34. Let's look it I'll up. I'll take that as canon. Okay. Don't look it up. We're just going to say that now. He's 34. Don't, no one look. Um, the song that got uh, Piper Parabo's character into, like, the song she really loved was Bridge Over Troubled Water by Simon and Garfunkel. And that song is definitively trash. I hate that song. Really? I love Simon and Garfunkel. That song is, like, bad. Yeah, it's one of their lesser songs. Adam, it's, it's like their most Adam popular. Driver's 35. Yeah, true. I looked it up. Sorry. No. I formally tender my resignation from this podcast. <laughs> well, you rendered it earlier. So. <laughs> um, they watch ER. They reference ER at one point. So shout out to our mini episode, our Christmas episode. What's up? Didn't watch that one. Um, John Goodman <laughs> has a sick point and shoot. <laughs> so I don't know if you saw in the... Um, the director? Sorry. In the trivia. So again, back to the point of like, I don't know who they wrote this for. Yeah. Because in the trivia, they say the term coyote ugly is like when a, if a guy takes a girl home for the night and she like she's so unattractive that he literally would rather chew his arm off than like stay with her. Oh yeah, that's like the quote. Well, I think it goes either way. And I think it me- like when Lil was describing it, she made it sound like she so like the woman was the one chewing the arm off. But either way, but like the whole I thought the whole theme going forward was supposed to be like these ladies are empowered a bit. They have the power in the bar. Like, yeah. But like that alone is just like that's <laughs> so counterintuitive to yeah. what they're supposed to be doing. So I don't get it. Like, is it supposed to be about like these people getting empowered and like taking control of their lives, or is it just for guys to watch ladies dance on a bar? I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. Throughout the movie, I just kept thinking back to this one thing. There's a Futurama episode where they're writing a movie, and the guy says, "You can't just tell that. You can't have the character say how they feel. That makes me angry." And I was like, "That <laughs> applies to everything that happens in this movie. They're just like saying the exposition. dialogue is so clunky." Yeah. The the director of this only directed this and and Kangaroo Jack. Oh, so um, maybe that's your answer. Kevin O'Donnell's the voice of Kangaroo Jack. Is that he yeah. just has no? But really, maybe that's the answer is that this guy just doesn't know what he's doing. He's in a soft <laughs> he's in a softcore porno halfway through this movie and it just, Jack, just makes me think of like the sex scenes from the room pretty much. Uh yeah, I don't know. Oh, like when they bone yeah, in this for, movie? For for like an extended five minute sex mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. Um I almost cried when uh John Goodman showed her the autograph that he bought for twenty bucks. I thought that was really sweet for some reason. I was like my note is haha, I almost cried when John Goodman showed her the autograph. <laughs> Fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's no reason ever that you should get teary about a scene in this movie. No, I well, I full on know that. Her whole thing about I wrote this down, her whole thing about uh not being able to sing unless like she can't see the people that are there. At the end, as soon as she starts singing at the club, the lights come on. Yeah, and she's she's only like a, like three it's words in, and she's just like, okay, I'll just keep going. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm fine now. now. I'm good now. She got over it pretty quick. Got over the stage fright pretty quick. It was just the starting point, yeah. I guess. That's that a, was hard. You got to get the first part. The first cut is the deepest, I think. Mike, did you, <laughs> maybe I know. Uh, Mike, did you catch what kind of camera John Goodman uses? It's a point and shoot, but it didn't. It I tried. It was. <laughs> it's probably like a Konica or like an Olympus style yeah. or something. But um. I don't know. I think Leanne Rimes did all the music for this. Did she do like I feel like there were hits from this movie that were like on the radio and stuff. I thought there were too, uh, but they ma- Baby or the Right Kind of Wrong, I think was the I didn't one look it up, but it made it sound like these like I I thought that these songs that's that I was title. like familiar with them. Yeah. But it made it seem like they were originals in this. Right. Yeah, that song title it seems like it would appeal to people that like this movie. Yeah. Apparently yeah, Leanne sure. Rimes was like like not 21 when this movie came out. For real? So and then yeah, and then like 
so that complicated the last shot where she's like in the bar singing with them. Yikes. Or something. Interesting. That's stupid. Um, at one point, the Mr. O'Donnell's like restaurant owner, owner or manager or whatever uh, is sitting eating a plate of food and behind him are prominently displayed just graffiti that says 42069. Hell yeah. Uh, took a screen cap and we will post it to our Twitter. Well, like, and they also like, they didn't even like research how bars work. No. The one, time, <laughs> the one scene, there's like there's a fight in the bar and the guys get taken out, and the bartender's like, all right, free round for everyone on me because of that. Like, if there's a fight at the bar, they would never, ever, ever oh, reward yeah. everybody. She's the worst <laughs> business owner. That, and yeah. she's like spilling. Sh- they're literally like... There's no way this bar makes money. No. no. Because they waste so much alcohol. Yeah. And oh, I get yeah. that they sell so much, too, because of the gimmick. It's New York, and the lines around the door. There's the no bar. balance there at all. Nope. That's true. Like, they probably make a lot, but they lose probably triple the amount, for it sure. seems like. Yeah, well, and like, such stupid stuff, like... Like uh, the main character gets fired briefly from the owner and she just does like the whole it's just business line. Like yeah. there's no way a bartender would fire another bartender and say it's just business. This isn't <laughs> fucking Wall Street. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, she yep. screwed up. You would definitely just keep her around and just tell her to like do better next time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think ultimately this is a movie about John Goodman getting over his wife. I don't know if yes, you I that's, agree. That's where the real heart that's of the movie a, is. That's at least the only compelling part of the story. It's it's a real mix of true stories and his character of Fred Flintstone. This is uh, this is the prequel to Ten Cloverfield Lane, I think. Though, right? <laughs> yes. Yep. And Dumb and Dumber. They're all in the same universe. <laughs> cinematically. I don't know why, but I believe you. Um, <laughs> you should. I don't ever. It's the say best trilogy of all time. I'll read some <laughs> of the uh, the only trilogy. <laughs> I'll read some of the IMDb uh, tags that read more like Pornhub tags. Um, oh yeah, sexy girl, <laughs> sexual attraction, <laughs> New York Jersey or er, New Jersey Turnpike, New York, implied sex, erotica, animal in title, pursue a dream, Turkish cuisine, newspaper headline, water poured overhead, punched in the face, moving out, fire, World Trade Center, Manhattan, New York City, fish out of water, two word title, two word title. <laughs> yeah, that was my, <laughs> one of my favorites. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. This movie fucking sucked. It did, but I it wasn't as bad as EZA. <laughs> um, to I didn't. You. I didn't find the Philly or find us in the movies or anything. But the, I mean, it's in like Jersey, and I think we're just the OG Coyote Ugly or the OG Coyotes. We're the Coyotes. Yeah. Okay. We're collectively the uh, guy at the desk at the record label. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I won't just take your album. Oh, the you one where she, the one me. where she unplugs the phone. Yeah. 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 And to tie it back, I guess. Paint of Black is now out of Philly, so Dan Yeaman. Oh, and How We Are, Howie Roseman. Uh, he's the Eagles guy. I don't know. Philly's what? in it. <laughs> what are you saying here? Uh, You're connecting the music. <laughs> I, I truly am. <laughs> Not even the movie. Yeah, and I don't care. Who cares? Philly bo- borders New Jersey. Philly <laughs> <laughs> borders New Jersey. I just burped, so <laughs> nice. sorry. That's cool. We're already. This is one of our longer episodes already, so <laughs> we'll just we'll just move right along to a segment called Taste of I don't know. I don't know what you people want. Uh, should we should we rate the movie? I guess zero out is of it, ten. Yeah, is it worth it? <laughs> no. Uh, Two. I was gonna. Uh, Rod Tomatoes gave it a twenty-three. I gave it a three. I'll give it a two point two. I give it like a three and a half. It was like watchable. I yeah. guess. True. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Tasting notes wise, egg whites and lean cuisine. That's all I wrote too. Shots. Shots of Jim Jack, Johnny Red, Johnny Black, Jose, and because it's in New Jersey, we'll shout out pork roll. I couldn't get anything from the record. Yeah. Same. 
like at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even think of it because I was just so upset after watching this. Yeah. <laughs> and it was 4 a.m. by then for you. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, I'm going to stop talking now and play this cool theme song. Again, this is the band Bad Dudes. Check them out. They rock. All right. Did you you guys got zero Weiner cheese? I got zero. I could probably come up with Tyler? something. Oh yeah, I still haven't done any of those. Okay, Am I, cool. I, I think I've asked. Do you want me? To, do you want me to do that? If you want if to, if you want yeah. to. Mike, well, I'm sorry. I really dropped the ball on this one too. This okay. was this one was really hard, man. How about uh, I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. You're not going back. Ooh, that's gonna be coyote ugly. It is. Oh, actually, I do have one. What do you do when you realize all of your dreams came true? Coyote ugly. I think that's from. Oh, I know exactly the scene. <laughs> no, she says that to Kevin when they kiss. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Dumbest thing. Dumbest, the cheesiest way to end a movie. That's like something that someone would like put on in cursive on their drywall. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, I took the stairs. I don't want to fight with you if I can't be the one to have you. That's lifetime. I'm gonna go with Coyote Ugly on that one it's too. From Turnpike Gates. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was a, that's actually a tough one. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. That, that's hard because there were stairs in the movie that they'd have to walk up. So. Oh shit! Right, uh, New York um, has buildings. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Honestly, check it out if you're ever in New York. Just look up. There are buildings. It's really nice. Um, I got one. Just for the record, I was only staring at your ass for the first 15 minutes. I hated that part <laughs> so much. <laughs> it was awful. Um, we would drag ourselves to bed, and sleep took everything I had. That's uh, Lifetime. That's Lifetime. Yeah, it's Trump Gates. Yeah. I got another one. Uh, okay. Hell no, H2O. <laughs> I do love that the crowd got ugly, so into the water part. They knew the cues. That's about Lifetime and their beef with the band H2O. <laughs> True, New York <laughs> hardcore. <laughs> um, and lastly, mine is Have a Nice Day. Uh, both. Do you not remember being like, oh, I mean, maybe it's on the album, but there's definitely yeah, like, like a both. plot point of the movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, when they kiss the first time, she says, "Well, have a nice day." And she's like, "Have a nice day." He's yeah. like, "Yeah, I clammed up. I couldn't think of anything." Yeah. Um, what a weird uh, again dialogue. So bad. This movie's roached. <laughs> this movie is roached for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? About, um, about it was what? bad. Yeah, I, I don't know. Just about the episode. I oh, guess. one of the worst. I don't know. Oh no, the episode's fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Lifetime's great. Um, we don't know what we're doing next time. We we haven't really announced them in a while, for a while, so we'll just keep not doing that. Yeah, that's a good point. Surprise! Yeah, yeah. cool. And Mike, you already said thanks to Cinepunks. Yeah, we love Cinepunks. Tune in next episode. Um, our special guest Liam O'Donnell. Oh, we do know what we're doing next time. Then next time it was Liam's pick. We're gonna do Brother Sister by Me Without You, and uh, a little movie called The New Kids. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon Prime with James Spader. James Spader's beautiful hair. If you want more updates like this, follow us on. Uh, Instagram and Twitter. I think we are at Wine and Cheese with an H. Or just come to our houses and or Wine Cheese in. Pod. Yeah, Wine Cheese Pod. At I do have a new review to read actually Ooh, on iTunes. We so if you leave us a review, we'll read it like this. It's by some user called uh, Sign Pun X. Sign Pun X. I this think the, this is the person who wants to do the hmm. promise ring or embrace. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> the title is funny, engaging, real, dot, dot, dot. Perfect. Ooh. Three fun dudes get into an, into an emo and emo adjacent records 
Wait. Hmm. Get into on emo. So thanks for listening. Anyway. <laughs> so you know, it was good. Five stars. Uh, have, it says even though they haven't covered Promise Ring or Embrace yet. I have a hidden camera in Mike's bathroom. DM me and I'll give you the the link. Yeah, I don't I don't go to the bathroom, so <laughs> wait a while. <laughs> and uh thanks to Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations. Thank you. XLVACX.com. I bought the shirt that Rough Cut shirts did, the eight diagram pole fighter shirt, and it's soft, very soft. Would you say it's comfortable? Very comfortable. Would you say it's fashionable? It's a. Mm. Would you say it's functional? It's definitely functional. It's got a. It's a really cool color. I would love to get the statistics to see how many people started this episode and are no longer here. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> see ya.